0: And I believe that that's really why you're here Christ died for us History Makers Hi, welcome to History Makers, I'm Matt Prater Today we're speaking with Rick Painter The Senior Pastor of Gateway Church In Melbourne, Victoria How you doing today, Brother Rick? I'm
1: really good, thank you, Matt. How are you?
0: Very good, mate. I know you and I have caught up uh, many times at different conferences over the years. I've been uh, uh, keen to get you on the radio for a while. We're going to find out a bit more about your church shortly, but let's find out a bit of your story. Whereabouts were you born and raised?
1: I'm a Melbourne boy, born and bred, uh, born in the 50s, if that dates me too much. (laughs) (laughs) Late, Late 50s, Matt, late 50s.
0: Okay, what was your upbringing like? Did you have a religious upbringing?
1: No, no, not at all. Um, my mother was a very nominal uh, Catholic that sort of didn't attend, but I had a very secular upbringing, a uh, very blue collar family, um, quite poor as I look back on it. Uh, and um, although they, Mum and Dad did manage to sort of save enough money to buy a small brick veneer house. <clears throat> so um, I had one brother younger than me and a, a sister who's. Younger than that again, um, yeah. So just raised in uh, Melbourne suburbs.
0: And tell us a bit about your faith journey. Did you, did you come to come to Christ at a young age, or?
1: Yes, uh, kind of. Um, I was eighteen or just about to turn eighteen. Um, I was uh, interested in a girl, Matt. There's always a girl, isn't there? <laughs> um, so I was chasing a girl, and then I found out she was a Christian. Uh, I didn't really know what that meant, but you know she went to church. So I, I maintained my interest because she's beautiful, and um, she uh, actually her brother invited me to come along to this thing, uh, which uh, like a rally, and I thought there were cars involved, but she, it was a different kind of rally, <laughs> um, true story. And so uh, we went along, and uh, there was singing, and and uh, someone, uh, um, you know, shared the gospel message of Christ. I think it was a Youth for Christ rally, for memory, um, and I felt very convicted that I needed to, you know, submit my life to uh, the Creator uh, through Jesus, and uh, did so. Uh, so that's where my faith journey uh, began, and uh, after that, the girl liked me more, strangely. <laughs> <laughs> I finished up marrying her, so it all turned out well. Oh, in the there yeah. you go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, well, I've met Marcy uh, a number of times. She's very talented. And, she uh, is. Uh, so, wow, there you go, that's how you guys met, I didn't realise that mm. uh, And tell us a bit about uh, your lifestyle Was there a big change in your life after that uh, commitment to Christ?
1: Um, I have to say, uh, socially, yes mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, I, I found a whole bunch of different friends um, I was hanging out with a, a gang in, in Melbourne at the time So I stopped doing that mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> Made some other friends uh, I'm... I've been a singer most of my life, so I I warmed to the church, which had choirs and those sort of things. So socially, um, my life changed. Um, Economically, it didn't change that much, although I did start to, you know, give offerings as as Christians are called to do. But I went on to uh, to go to university and became a a manager of a bank. So that was the early trajectory of my life, and I remained um, a lay leader with marcy in our local church for the first 10 years we we led everything from you know the sun, <clears throat> the sunday school to the youth group to camps we uh were involved uh, in we were in the uniting church back in the day and we were involved in launching some of the early forms of uh, family services you know we'd bring guitars in and sort of moved away from some of the liturgy that that was in there with the permission of the minister but he was trying to do something different and we did puppet shows and singing and all sorts of stuff. Uh, and that was the, sort of the first ten years uh, of my faith journey and, and life journey, you know, working as a, a, a manager. Um, Marcy was a teacher, and we were fully involved in our local church.
0: What a great story of uh, how the Lord brought you together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just curious about Marcy's testimony. Was she raised in a Christian home, or did she have yes, a convert- she Yeah, she
1: was. Yes, she was. She is a descendant of Isaac Watts, who wrote... Um, uh, it was a Joy to the World.
0: <clears throat> wow.
1: One of those kind of big hymns. Yeah, okay. So she's, she's sort of like Christian royalty, she tells me. <laughs> <laughs> she tells you, yeah. comes from a long line of uh, Christian people and missionaries uh, in the Methodist movement. Uh, was born in Queensland, moved to Melbourne when she was 13 because of her father's employment. And that's when we met at high school, and we've been together ever since, which is a long time ago. Oh, yeah. uh, but Marcy's Mar- Mar- hugely creative. She's... Um, she sings and plays piano, um, but she's also she trained as an art teacher um, and so she's very you know she paints and and draws and does those sort of things and that's kind of rolled into my love of music, her love of the creative arts in the towards the end of that term that we spent at the uniting church when we were married we we started doing little skits you know and um dramas and and then uh, the Lord called us out of that Uniting Church when we um, bought our own home for the first time and we moved from the suburb we're in to where we are now by by the seaside in Melbourne, in Frankston. And uh, we started a, a church uh, with the help of some other people and the cent- centrepiece of that is what I'm getting to is uh, creative arts and, uh, and theatre and drama. And so uh, we both sort of found a common purpose uh, in those sort of gift sets and of course we found a ready transfer from theater and creative arts and music and singing and all that sort of stuff uh into uh as a vehicle to um you know reach people for christ as, as much as you know we believe that the arts are uh you know part of the creative purpose of god and are worth are worthy anyway uh you know our church, I suppose, has tried to redeem the arts, if you could use that word, um, and also um, involve ourselves in the local arts arts communities around us so that we can um, build bridges with uh, people who are not of faith.
0: And you guys have put on some great performances over the years. What kind of uh, musicals and things have you uh, put on in your church?
1: Well, we've written a lot ourselves, and we're very big on trying not to make it look you know, too overtly, everybody gets saved in the end and Jesus turns up and everybody lives happily ever after because that tends to be the way Christian art goes so we try our motto as a church is real life so we try and put a, a realistic spin on on the uh, stuff that we do um, and uh, sort of let it resolve itself within the community of faith rather than putting a bow on it every time but outside of the stuff that we do that we write uh, we've uh, we've got a theatre company now that operates inside the church. It's got over 100 people that are involved in it. And uh, we, we do Broadway musicals. We do a lot of Disney shows. We run a holiday program um, in April, school holidays for for kids between the age of 10 and 18. And uh, in one week, we teach them like Aladdin or something like that. And then we put it on on the weekend for their parents. It's a, It's like a holiday club kind of thing. Um, and then we have a, a senior uh, team. Uh, we've done uh, all sorts of things like Guys and Dolls. Uh, we've done Drowsy um, Chaperone, which is sort of an off-Broadway play, um, and a, a number of you know other uh, major dramatic pieces like you know two-hour shows with, a, with an interval kind of thing. takes us about um, twelve weeks to prepare and, and uh, put a show on, and we usually do over two weekends, maybe five or six shows, and we get upwards of a 1,000 guests that come. So it's been quite uh, fruitful for us, not only in developing the arts in our own community and uh, our own church, but in reaching people.
0: And there's been a lot of talent coming out of your church. Of course, <laughs> you, your own son, Michael, Michael Painter. Tell us a bit about uh, his success story.
1: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Okay, well, uh, Michael grew up in that soup of creativity and music, as did my daughter, Bethany, and um, both of them are songwriters. Uh, Bethany heads up our youth team here, and they write songs and music for our church. Michael is a professional musician, um, and he has a career as a uh, singer-songwriter, but also now as a producer. So he works with a lot of other um, young artists, In Australia um, across the spectrum you know he's worked with country artists and rock artists and um, R&B artists and and those sorts of things and he's also a permanent member of the Icehouse band which is a band in Australia that sort of emerged in the 80s and has had a bit of a renaissance so that's how he keeps himself busy and occasionally he comes and worship leads for us which is a bonus
0: (laughs) Well, I've loved uh, some of his songs over the years, songs like Closer,
1: yeah. uh,
0: Love the Fall. Oh well, uh, w-
1: Love the Fall, that was platinum. That was a very successful um, song for him. He did that with the Veronicas, which are two girls from uh, your state. Yeah, from Brisbane. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, you know, sung with him on that, and then he sang on some of their albums and stuff, and he often does uh, pro- uh, producer work for them. When they go on the on the road, they take him, and he produces their work on the road, and He's worked with a number of other uh, big talents, uh, Jimmy Barnes, Delta Goodrem, uh, and such, and and of course Icehouse, Ivor Davies. Um, he's very well regarded. Got a very strong faith, but he carries that well into the uh, into the world.
0: And was he on one of the reality TV shows?
1: <laughs> ah, you're very well informed. Yes, he was on The Voice uh, four or five years ago and got through to the finals, but yep. uh, didn't didn't quite get further than that. That was an interesting season for him. Um, he he often tells me uh, or says to me, "You know, Dad, it's uh, reality television, so it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> it's all fairly constructed, I think." But yeah, it was a good time for him. It got him some exposure.
0: Oh, that's great. Well, you must be so proud of him. And and I know there's many talented people at your church. I've seen lots of videos and Facebook posts of uh, uh, your worship team and and the uh, different performances you put on. Uh, it's so you know we really need a revival of creativity in the church, don't we?
1: Well I, I think we do I, I think it's always been there uh, If you look back over history Matt There are certain churches that have sort of Picked up on that particularly the Catholic Church Have been great in promoting art um, And uh, there have been Other streams that have Promoted more of like theatre And stuff particularly in the States But I think the arts And all, all of the creative um, Gifts are there for the church To to embrace and to use um, And not just to reach people for christ which obviously is the great commission but to strengthen and develop their own community and i think the the arts are given to the church are given to the world to enjoy and to be blessed by um you know our family just love to sing and create um and if we can you know use those gifts to also build bridges to people who are not yet of faith that's a big bonus mm, so yes yeah, we, we do need to redeem the arts i think um You know, I grew up, as you probably did, I mean, I'm I'm a lot older than you, but we grew up in a time when, you know, some churches were preaching it was evil to go to the movies or to play certain sorts of music. And and, uh, I think, you know, we've come a long way since then, but we still need, I think, to embrace the arts more and not to be afraid of uh, creating and using artistic design, whether it's writing or painting or singing or dancing. Uh, or other other things to be able to um, improve the quality of community that we have in the church and also to embrace uh, outreach in a more positive way.
0: The other big thing that you guys are a part of is uh, Missions to Papua New Guinea. Tell us what that looks like.
1: Well, we, we run a child development agency in uh, the capital of Port Moresby. Um, our church developed that uh, over 20 years ago and... More recently, it's been registered with the PNG government uh, as a school. So the school is the model by which we deliver care, and we work with babies and mothers right through to kids to grade six, and we teach them English literacy so that they are able to go on and do high school and uni. Uh, We feed them every day, and they get free health care. And that's something that has been uh, developed um, and is now run by our church, And we have some churches in Papua New Guinea that we've planted that cooperate with us in that program. So it's a very major thing. There's about 250 kids involved week to week directly in that program, and of course, you know, you help hundreds of others, brothers and sisters, and mums and dads that you know uh, hang around the edge of the program. So um, yeah, it's it's a fairly big thing for us.
0: That's wonderful, mate. It's uh, so good to be reaching out uh, to our brothers and sisters in PNG. And the other thing that you guys do is uh, your uh, camp no fear for youth. Camp no fear, oh, mate. Yeah. I, I've seen some videos of this thing. It looks crazy. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's almost camp to be afraid of. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah, that 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 began a long time ago, probably almost twenty five years ago originally. But uh, these days, it's a very a big camp, summer camp that's run in January each year, um, at around Phillip Island, which is, you know, a, a resort area of Melbourne. Um, uh, we have two to three hundred, uh, teenagers come along. It takes about a hundred, uh, leaders to run the camp. And, uh, it's a full active, four day, fully active, um, camp on a campsite. And then at night time, uh, there is a blend of, uh, like rallies, I suppose, or worship services. Um, and a keynote speaker and then we have cabin time the kids go back to designated cabins cabins, and they talk through some of the issues that have been raised with their cabin leader so we sort of say they face their fears during the day by doing physical activities you know uh, jungle gyms and swimming and all sorts of crazy stuff But then there's maybe some some fears to face emotionally and spiritually at night Um, and uh, it's been it's been huge outreach for us and Probably the main engine, I would have to say, over the 30 years our church has been going, the main engine for salvations, we, we often have dozens and dozens and dozens of first-time salvations and many, many recommitments. So there's a constant stream of baptisms throughout the year that, that we can uh, draw back to the work of Camp Nothia.
0: That is wonderful, mate. It's uh, such a great outreach you got there to the youth. And, uh, mate, before we go, you talk about salvation, you talk about how you came to Christ as a young fella. Mm. Uh, There might be people listening that have never heard the gospel. Would you Mm. share with our listeners what is the gospel and how do people respond to it?
1: Well, you know, at at one level, Matt, the gospel is very simple uh, and yet profound. And it, it goes to the heart of God's love for mankind and him sending his son Christ to the world. Uh, to tell us that he does love us and uh, that, you know, the way we've been living is kind of separate to the way God would want us to live. And if we follow the teachings of Christ and and uh, ask him to come and sort of lead our life, then uh, we receive free salvation from God, which is an eternal life, both here and in the next life. Um, and uh, God's spirit empowers us to to live uh, as effectively as we can as people and to be really on his mission. You know, God has a mission for the world beyond our personal salvation. It goes to the salvation of the whole world and creation. And, and uh, as Christians, Christ followers, we get to follow that. So a person simply needs to discover that simple truth and to um, appropriate it to themselves simply by, by pr- praying uh, or asking God to come into their life and to forgive them and um, give them that salvation and to work in their life you know um, for the greater commission causes of god and uh, it's totally changed my life totally changed the trajectory direction nature of my life and i'm now seeing that play out in my family's life in my church's life and the families that are part of that i've recently become a grandfather so i have hope that that'll play out in my grandchildren's life and you know, the blessing of God that comes from submitting our lives to to Christ and to God the Creator, are really uh, there's no limits to that.
0: Well, it's great to be able to hear your story today and uh, how God has been at work in your life and uh, your church as well. If people want to find out more, the website is gateway. ASN.au, correct, And that's Gateway Church in Seaford In Victoria, in correct. Melbourne And also you're on uh, Facebook As well, Gateway yep. Real Life, they can look it up yep. uh, Great to be able to connect with you today Mate, thanks, uh, we uh, pray that uh, God continues to raise up Many great leaders and uh, more Creativity in your church you. And I reckon you're a history maker mate, thanks for joining us
1: <laughs> Good on you
0: bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor.
1: Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.